This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 620. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 620. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. If you're listening in live time, it is the last Monday of January, but it also feels like the like, I don't know, 83rd Monday in January. (laughs) So here we are. We made it. We made it through the first month of 2022. And I have to say, we're going to lighten things up a little bit. We're going to like pick up the pace a little bit today. We have acknowledged that this is a hard year, but I also want to acknowledge that this year is full of possibility. And if you're not listening to this in live time, if you're listening to this in like 2024, I want you to be able to take this episode and run with it and not think back to the time that we were just constantly stuck. Because it's easy to fall into this trap of like, we're just constantly stuck. And especially when we've been in a pandemic for so long. So let's acknowledge that yes, like we can be stuck. We are stuck in many ways. And also, there's also an and also, and also you absolutely have the power to amplify possibility in your life every damn day. And we're going to dig into that today. And I'm really excited about it. So I want to know from you, are you the type of person who must keep moving in order to keep up hope? Because I definitely am one of those people. I know that when things get hard and heavy, if I sit down for too long, 
the weight of the world becomes heavier and heavier with every inhale. And I can just feel the stress piling on and the anxiety piling on. And moving through that feels harder the longer I'm sitting still. The walls can start to close in on me and anxiety definitely can take over my brain. And it can make an uncomfortable, if not unreasonable amount of time for me to really start breaking those walls down. So I'm really conscientious of that. And I know that many of you who listen to this podcast also manage anxiety or just manage chronic overwhelm and stress because that's just part of motherhood. And so I want you to recognize how that feels to you if you let yourself sit down when things get hard and heavy. I'm not saying never rest, definitely not saying that, and I'll get to that in a minute, but I am just saying recognize how you cope when things get hard and heavy and you start to let yourself sit for too long in those hard and heavy moments or hard and heavy emotions and feelings. I don't like dealing with those walls. I do not like dealing with those walls when they start to close in on me. So I'm really careful to not let them close in on me. And some of this has come from doing work around having PTSD and having anxiety and knowing how I respond to different things. And some of it has come from watching my clients manage stress and anxiety and that combination of watching other people and then also noticing my own tendencies and kind of my own personal track record over time has shown me that I got to stay in motion. So I do, I stay in motion and I make things happen and I keep up the momentum, even when things are hard. That doesn't mean I don't rest because I do. It just means that I keep going, even if I slow down a bit, even if I stop for a nap here and there, I keep moving forward and I keep looking for the light which sometimes means searching for the tiniest cracks to find the light only beginning to peek in. And sometimes it means that I'm looking for reasons and purposes and people to guide me toward possibility. But I'm always looking and I'm always looking forward and moving forward, even if it's at a slower pace and harder times. So I want you to recognize that right now we're in a place where possibility can feel limited. And I want to recognize that and hold space for that because we do have a lot of limitations around us right now. And I want to share with you how I'm helping my clients amplify possibility as I coach individuals and groups through this relentless season. So I have the opportunity to work with my one-on-one coaching clients and with my group coaching clients, whether it's inside of our membership community over at Momentum Mamas or my business coaching group, or my business and leadership clients at Tenacious Mamas. I get to always be in this position of helping my clients amplify possibility. And I want to make sure that I'm helping the rest of you with that right now too. So if you're not a client of mine, I'm going to be sharing some of the things that I'm talking about with some of my clients right now, because I know that they are timely and supportive of where we're at. And also I think where you want to go. So I think you're going to find this to be really helpful. I want to share a little story. Yesterday, I was connecting with a client, a one-on-one business coaching client of mine, and we haven't connected in a while. And she has some calls of that, like, She bought a package of calls with me and we've kind of came to this pause. She was in between projects and she's like, I'll get back to you when I'm ready to do these calls, which was great and fine. But I hadn't heard from her in a while. And I reached out to her to ask her a question kind of outside of coaching, something related to a project that she works on in her own podcast. And when I reached out to her, she said things have been really hard for a while and I wanted to wait until I was in a better place and where I felt more positive before I got back onto my coaching calls with you. And I was laughing and I said, no, 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 like you should absolutely do coaching calls and lean into coaching when things are really hard. Like, Don't wait until things are great to talk with a coach. And I would say the same thing to everyone else. Like, Don't wait until things are great to get a therapist. You get a therapist or you lean on a friend or you lean on a partner or you lean on whoever you lean on for help 
when things are hard. And sometimes we forget that. We're like, oh, I don't want to burden anyone or I don't even know what I want right now, so I'm just going to do nothing. But sometimes that keeps us really stuck. And sometimes the thing that gets us out of the stuckness is the leaning on someone and telling someone I'm having a hard time and I just need to vent. I just need to process. I just need to talk it out. Because oftentimes it's in that venting, processing, talking it out that all of a sudden we start to see, oh, I have some options right now. We start to see possibility. And this happens all the time in my one-on-one coaching sessions where clients would do come to calls when they're in those spaces that this client was yesterday. They'll come to a call and say, hey, I was going to cancel this call because I feel like I don't really have anything to talk about today, or I'm just in a really bad place. Like, I don't feel like working on my goals. And what inevitably happens in every single one of those calls is that we hit some sort of breakthrough where the person is able to move past that place of, I don't even know what I want to work on, or I don't feel like working on anything, or everything sucks right now. We always are able to break through that. So when you were in that place of not finding the light in the cracks and not feeling like you can move forward, let someone else guide you toward possibility. Whether that is a friend, a partner, a coach, a therapist, me, this podcast, joining Momentum Mamas, joining Tenacious Mamas when we have open enrollment, like joining different programs, becoming part of a group that can support you, lift you up and champion you in those hard times, okay? So... I hope that story helps you see yourself a little bit and helps you recognize between kind of talking about how I feel when the walls start closing and then talking about how this client was feeling like resistant to coaching when things felt hard and stagnant. I hope that you see yourself in that a little bit to recognize what do you do when things get hard and how do you amplify possibility when you're struggling to find hope or possibility or see potential. So I'm going to give you five steps to do this, five steps to help you amplify possibility right now. So I talked through this with my coaching clients inside our membership community, inside Momentum Mamas at the beginning of the year. And it was so fantastic for them to get really pumped up for the year and for them to be in a heavy time and also see hope and also feel a sense of power, even when we don't know what the future holds, even when we know we are like waking up every day to uncertainty. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, 
three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So the first thing I want you to do I want you to consider all of these an invitation. So the first invitation I have for you is to assume success. So oftentimes when things are hard, we assume like nothing's going to work for me and everybody else already has it figured out or I don't even know this, that or the other thing. Instead, I want you to assume success. Assume that you're capable of more than you've ever done before because you absolutely are. So here's the thing about this. If you look back over the last year, there's going to be things that you did in the last year that you didn't know you were capable of, right? And if you look back over two years or three years, there's a probably a whole bunch of things that you did. And you, at the time you were like, I don't know if I can do this. And then you got through it and you thought like, holy cow, I didn't know that I could do that, but I did that. You are going to do things this year or in this season that you don't think you're capable of doing. So what if you went into this year or this season knowing and embracing already that you are capable of more than you can currently imagine? Because that is absolutely a true statement. So what if you could assume that from the get-go? If you could assume and recognize, so some hard things are going to come my way, and I'm going to be unsure about how I'm going to get through them, but I'm going to get through them. And on the other side of that, I'm going to be proud. I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to feel stronger. I'm going to be maybe fired up or pumped up that, wow, I did that hard thing. Assume success, because you're going to have success in this year or this season in ways that you can't see coming and in ways that you maybe would previously think, I don't know if I can do that. You're going to have success in unexpected ways this year or this season, I promise you. So what if you could go into the year or the season assuming that success? How would you show up differently? How would you behave differently? How would you interact differently if you could assume that success? Number two, the second invitation for you is to step back and see the forest through the trees more regularly. 
So right now we're in this place where the trees look really big. And when you're standing really close to a big, huge tree, so I want you to imagine you're walking through a forest and you come up to this big, huge tree and you're kind of in awe of it. So you get really close to it. And as you're really close to it, you're like, wow, it's, if I look up, it just seems endlessly tall. And if I look around it, it seems endlessly wide. And it's the only thing I can see. The only thing I can see in front of me is this one big, huge tree. So when we're really close up to the trees, the trees look really big and they stand in our way and the path through them or around them can be really unclear. We're like, I don't know, like, I don't know how big it is or how long it's going to take me to get around this thing. I don't know if I can actually like, can I bore a hole through this and get through this? So obviously I'm using trees as a metaphor right now. Can I bore a hole in this tree and get through it? I don't know. So how can you step back a bit to see that there are new paths and paths that you don't currently see in front of you if you step back a bit? How can you see that there's more trees, read options, than you previously thought? So when we step back from the trees, we see, oh wait, if I look at this whole forest, I can see there's multiple paths I can choose. And some of these trees are going to be really big and tricky to get around or get through, and others I'm just going to like fly right by. Some of them I can climb up and over. Some of them I can go under the branches. Some of them are going to protect me and keep me warm. Some of them are going to be like totally rotting and dangerous to me. So I'm going to like figure out how to make my path around those ones quickly and nimbly. So stepping back from the forest to see the trees more regularly gives you that chance to see options and see potential and see, oh, if I went right instead of left, how would that potentially play out? Sometimes though, when we're in it, we can't see the way through it or the way out of it. I'm thinking about when Vinny was really little and we were having this like never ending bedtime struggle where we would put him to bed and then he would get up like eight times. I mean, like no joke, that's a low estimate. He would get up like eight times in the first hour after we put him to bed. And like there was always something wrong and he was scared and this and that. And mom, when are you coming to bed? All these things. And we were doing like all these routines that just kept seeming to get like more and more complicated. But he was like, having kind of obsessive tendencies around the routines so we couldn't drop them. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so exhausting and so frustrating. And none of it was like, every time we tried to like add in a new routine to like help him, it just made it worse. And by the time my husband and I would go to bed every night, we'd be so frustrated and tired and annoyed. And it was just not sustainable. And so, but I also was like, I don't know, maybe this is just his age or this is just him being a little anxious. And Eventually, I mentioned it to his doctor who was like, hey, I want you to talk to this occupational therapist about what's going on because I think that she might be able to give you some things to kind of test out and try. And I was like, we've tried everything, but fine. So we go to this occupational therapist and she gives us one thing to try, one thing. She's like, you need to disrupt the pattern. You have way too many things in this pattern and he's really like dependent on this pattern and it's not working, but he's like very hyper-focused on the pattern. So she's like, you have to just disrupt the whole pattern. So she gave us one tip to disrupt the pattern and it immediately worked. And she was like, it might take like, you know, a handful of nights. It worked on the first night. And after she gave us the tip, I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> like It was so easy. So the tip, by the way, if you're wondering, we had set up this thing where we were like at bedtime, we were like, we're going to put you in bed and then Papa's going to come check on you in like 15 minutes and then Mama's going to go to bed 30 minutes later. So we had these like two timestamps of like Papa will be here in 15 minutes and then I would be going to bed 30 minutes later. So and our room was right next to his. So that's when he could expect us to be like near him. Well, that was way too long for him at that age. I think he was three at the time. And so he was just hyper-focused on staying awake until I was in bed. And then he would get up a million times and Mom, when are you coming to bed and blah, blah, blah. So the occupational therapist said... 
tonight you're going to say, Vinny, we're going to come check on you in three minutes. And then you go in after three minutes and you say, hey, are you safe? And he says, yes. And then you say, okay, I'm going to come back in three more minutes. And you just do that until he's asleep. And so she's like, this is probably going to take a few nights. But after a few nights, you can be like, I'm going to come in five minutes. And then you'll come every five minutes. And then over the course of a week or two, you can extend it until you're coming in every 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Eventually, he's going to start just going to sleep and you're not going to need to do all these checks. She's like, at first, it's going to be annoying, though. And you literally need to like set a reminder on your phone or set a timer. And every three minutes, you go up. So we do this the first like two nights or something. And he is like immediately like all of the other routines are like out the window. He's cool. He's like, great. You're coming in three minutes. Good night. And he falls asleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it happened so fast. But we needed someone else to be back a bit from the situation to say, like, oh, here's a different path. Because the tree was, like, so close in front of our face that we could not see our way around it. We couldn't see our way through it. And we just kept making it, like, bigger and bigger, like, more and more branches, more and more obstacles. <laughs> and this occupational therapist gave us this one tip because she could see the forest through the trees. We could just see this one monstrous like redwood in front of us <laughs> that was getting this child to bed. And she's like, oh, you just need to like take a quick right over here and like set a three minute timer. It was like freaking magic. So giving yourself that chance to set back to see the forest through the trees more regularly is going to give you that space to see potential, to see like, oh, I could go here or there, or that path looks better than this one. And then all of a sudden things start to shift in terms of where you feel hope, where you feel potential, where you see possibility. My third invitation for you is to reconsider timelines and stop waiting for someday. If you want to amplify a possibility, you have to stop waiting because when we're in these moments of waiting, things get real heavy and we end up overthinking and we end up fixated sometimes on totally the wrong things. So sometimes our timelines totally make sense, but other times our timelines are actually keeping us really safe and comfortable and not inspired or lit up. So I'll use an example around writing a book. So let's say you want to write a book, but you're like, uh, writing, it's a huge commitment. I don't totally know what I'm doing. I really want to be able to focus. So I'm going to wait like three years till my kids are a little older. So I just have a little more like time and space. They're both in school full time. So I'm making up this scenario, by the way. So not my scenario. But so you're like, okay, I'll do that in like three years. Well, in the meantime, you're at first, you're kind of relieved. You're like, okay, cool. I don't have to think about that for three years. But after like six months, you might be like, I don't know, like this book is like weighing on me. Like, I know I have a book in me. I know I have stories I want to tell. And over time, that just sitting with that isn't inspiring. It's actually weighing you down. It's actually cumbersome. It actually feels heavy. So what if you stopped waiting for someday and stopped waiting for that three-year timeline that you randomly imposed upon yourself and you reconsidered it and thought, hmm, I don't know what my timeline for writing a book is, but I know I'm going to write for 30 minutes every morning, or I know I'm going to write for an hour every Saturday, or I know I'm going to write for 10 minutes every night before I go to bed. So what if you reconsidered your timeline? Because when we get stuck it's often because we think we have to wait a certain amount of time. We have to wait till the pandemic is over for something. We have to wait till our kids go back to school. We have to wait until our kids are in college. We have to wait until our partner gets a different job. We have to wait until the right opportunity presents itself. And when we're in these phases of waiting, possibility and potential can often be really, really squelched. So do your timelines make sense or are they just keeping you safe and comfortable and ultimately making you probably uncomfortable because you're staying too stagnant? Would it make just as much sense to start now? So I had a whole bunch of clients. This is like such a fascinating phenomenon. 
In December, for those of you who follow me on social and get my emails, in December, I offered, I said I was going to retire this coaching program I'm doing, a 90-day coaching program where I work with people one-on-one. And I put out this email. I think I sent out like two emails about it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to retire this program in 2022 because there's some other things I want to do. But before I do, I know there's some of you who've wanted to do this 90-day coaching program with me and you've kind of been just waiting and sitting on it thinking you'll do it later. And I just want to give you a heads up. I'm retiring it. So if you want to do 90 days of coaching with me, fill out this form and then I'll get you signed up and you can start your 90 days anytime in the first six months of 2022. What was wild about that is a whole bunch of people who were like, I'm going to wait and do that thing in two years or five years or 10 years or whatever. They were like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to do it now. Like I'm going to sign up for coaching now. And a bunch of people who signed up said, I don't even know exactly what I want to do right now, but I know that if this is going away, I'm ready to get to work. (laughs) And so they reconsidered those timelines because they were like, I don't need to keep waiting. And then some of them have really specific things they want to work on. Then they're like, I want to work on this sometime in 2022, so why not just start now? Or I want to work on this sometime in the next year or two, so why not just get a start now where I have this opportunity? I have a friend who has been wanting to move to Hawaii forever. She talks about it all the time. Someday I'm going to move to Hawaii or I'm going to have a second home in Hawaii. And she finally this year was like, I'm done. Like, what am I waiting for? I'm moving to Hawaii. So after talking about it for years, for like the last four years or so, she's like, I'm moving to Hawaii. And she's just like in hustle mode to make this move happen because why keep waiting? It was actually making her life heavier and harder to have that someday move to Hawaii thing out there and not know when it was going to happen. So that's number three. Reconsider your timelines and stop waiting for someday. Number four, tighten and expand your circle as frequently as necessary. So these two things are in contrast, tighten and expand. So you're like, hmm, which one is it? So tightening your circle means you decide what's let in. So you might decide, you know what, in 2022, I don't want to see any more bikini bodies on social media. I don't want to see any more before and after weight loss pictures. I don't want to see anyone talking about women's bodies in any capacity. So I'm going to unfollow fitness influencers. I'm going to unfollow people who do workout stuff. And like, I'm going to unfollow health magazines. I put health magazines in quotes because most of them are just diet culture magazines. So maybe you're like, I'm going to tighten up what's allowed in on my feed. So sometimes we also do this with people in our lives. I'm going to tighten up who's allowed in. I'm going to tighten up who's allowed in my inner circle or who gets my most energy and who gets my best energy. So you might think about like, who are the people that you text with on a regular basis? Who gets the best parts of you? Do you find yourself texting with someone at like 10 o'clock at night that's just like sucking your energy when you could be hanging out with your partner? Or you could be texting a a friend that's like fun (laughs) or a friend that's not to mean that you only should be texting people when they're fun, but like, are you letting everyone in to your circle or do you need to tighten up your circle so that you are keeping space only for relationships that are mutually beneficial? Because sometimes women as givers hold a lot of space for relationships that are not mutually beneficial. And sometimes we need to tighten that up and not let everyone in and not let everyone have the best parts of us because then the people who mean the most to us do not get the best parts of us. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Also, expansion. So maybe you want to expand your circle in certain capacities. So maybe you're like, hey, instead of bikini bodies, like I'm tightening it up, no more bikini bodies on my newsfeed. But instead, I want to expand my social media feed to see all kinds of bodies. So for me, over the years, this has looked like expanding my social media feed so that when I get on Instagram, I see black bodies and brown bodies and white bodies and fat bodies and skinny bodies and bodies with disabilities. I see all kinds of bodies. And so when I get on social media, I see this scope of humanity that gives me hope, that gives me a sense of purpose, that lights me up, that lifts me up, that allows me to see like where I want to be in the world, who I want to be associating myself with, the conversations that I want to be participating in. So that expansion of social media in that way has been really awesome. Also, at times, I've expanded my social circle or my professional circle to create space for certain kinds of people. So in this last year, I hired a speaking coach and joined a program where I expanded my professional network. So now I have speaking colleagues, which has been really, really cool. In the past, I've had groups that I've been a part of that are for podcasters or that are a part of like women's coaching groups. Or when I was in the fitness industry, you know, I was in groups that were for fitness business owners. This last year, I've expanded and made space for a group of speaker colleagues, which has been really cool. There was a time when I was in the fitness industry where I tightened my circle to be like, yeah, I don't want to be doing business coaching with dudes who sell bikini women on bikini bodies. Like that's gross to me. I'm not doing that anymore. So looking at where do you want to tighten and where do you want to expand your circle and doing that as frequently as necessary. That might be a day-to-day thing where like every day you're making decisions about that and every day 
you are assessing who gets let in and who am I making space for. And then number five, the fifth way I want to invite you to amplify possibility is to find the edge and feel it. So I'm going to give you a little skiing story. I don't think I've given you a ski story yet this year on the podcast. So many of you know, I started skiing three years ago, and it's been terrifying and exhilarating and hard and scary. And I still just every time I go skiing, hope I don't die or break something. And Vinny's gotten to be a really good skier. And now as I watch him ski, I just hope he doesn't die or break something, which is even more terrifying than me dying or breaking something. And so when I'm skiing, there's always this moment on every run and sometimes multiple times on a run where it's finding the edge and feeling it. Like finding that edge of like, oh my God, I don't know if I can make it down or I don't know if I can make that turn. And then feeling it like, okay, you, you're making it, you're doing it. Okay, and then you did it. And really feeling it over and over and over. When I was first learning to ski, I did not want to find those edges. I was like, I don't want to go anywhere where I might get hurt. And that's still kind of my preference. <laughs> but I've learned to see and feel the advantages of finding those edges and feeling them. So last year when I was in ski lessons, so I took ski lessons for three years. Last year I was in ski lessons and my teacher took us down a black diamond and I was livid. Like I was so mad that he took us down this black diamond. And I didn't know what was happening until it was like too late to get out of it. He kind of led us down this path that we didn't normally go on. And I just assumed we were going on a blue run. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, so we're going to do this like face right here. That's a black. And I like just wanted to poop my pants. I was so scared. My legs immediately started shaking. I was peering over this edge and I was just extremely mad at him. I was like, how dare you bring us here without warning and make me die. And the whole time I was making my way down, I was so incredibly scared But after I got halfway down, I was still not certain I could make it down alive, but I thought, I'm going to be really glad I did this when it's done. So yes, I'm really mad at my teacher, and I was literally squaring and screaming at him the whole way down. I really was really mad at him, yes. And also, I was like, I'm going to be really glad that I did a black diamond. And I'm going to be really happy to go tell my kid that I did a black diamond and my husband that I did a black diamond. I don't know that I'll ever do one again. I did not enjoy a single second of it. But I knew I'd be glad that I did it. So I got to the bottom and I was like, Dave, my teacher, I was like, I hate you so much and I'm never going to forgive you. And I'm glad that I did that. And also I'm never doing it again. And then the next week he made us do it again. (laughs) And when I did it the second time, I was like, you know, that wasn't as bad as the first time. And so I still don't ever want to do it again. I don't know if I did it a third. I think I did do it a third time. But finding those edges and feeling them shifts how we see what we're capable of. So finding that edge and feeling it, it might be applying for a new job. It might be saying an intention out loud. I want to run a marathon this year. I want to ask for a raise. I want to start marriage counseling. I want to write a book. Finding those edges and walking right up to them where you're like, oh my God, I might die. I might poop my pants. I might throw up. That is living. So where are you finding those edges and feeling them and acknowledging like, oh, I'm on this edge. This is hard. This is scary. I don't know how this is going to feel. And also, holy cow, how am I going to feel when it's done? How am I going to feel when I get to the other side? Because I will tell you that everything that I've done in the last 19 years of being an entrepreneur and prior to that as becoming an athlete as an adult, having not been athletic at all as a kid, Everything that has given my life meaning has been about finding the edge and feeling it. Not just blowing past it and not acknowledging it, but finding the edge and being like, I am in a scary spot right here. What am I going to do? Why am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? 
And what does it feel like on the other side? What is that shift or that transformation that you feel when you find the edge and you are present at that edge and really feeling it the entire time you're there and the entire time that you're growing through it? So those are my five invitations for you. My five invitations for you to amplify possibility this year. So number one, assume success. Number two, step back to see the forest through the trees more regularly. Number three, reconsider timelines and stop waiting for someday. Number four, tighten and expand your circle as frequently as necessary. And number five, find the edges and feel them. I hope this episode was helpful. I know the last few episodes, I've gotten a lot of feedback, how they're just landing for you and that you are feeling the impact and that you are absorbing it all and that you are needing this kind of content. So I'm so glad if this is resonating. If you want to share with me how it's resonating, please, please leave us a review. You can go to shamelessmom.com slash review and drop us a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It means a ton to me to read your reviews. It lights me up. It lets me know what's resonating. It also helps our rankings, which means that we get exposed to more shameless moms because we have good podcast rankings. So everyone wins when we leave reviews. So thank you in advance. If you want to go over to shamelessmom.com slash review to leave a review. And then please share this episode. Take a screenshot of it right now on your phone. Tag me at Shameless Mom Academy and let other moms know what you learned from this episode, how you found hope and saw potential and possibility and how that might help someone else in your circle. Thanks for being here. And I can't wait to see you on Wednesday for a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. 
I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.